mercy has been shown in time. God, you've been so good to us, to your people, to the family of God. I want to thank you for blessing us throughout our coming. Thank you for your arms of protection. Praise God for the blood covering that we can go in there with believers. God, I can't deny many of them coming, but since you gave us that power, I'm asking. And I know there's something I'm asking. I'm asking in the name of Jesus Christ that you will move by your power through your word tonight. God, your word is already finished. We pray, God, that those that are listening and viewing us or listening on the different podcast outlets that they would be blessed through your word. Be pleased tonight that your word will have free course. We don't have to live your word, but you will teach us. We don't have to evict it. Thank you for a power. And thank you for a great anointing upon your people now. You do that tonight. Say then the Lord rebuke you now. The blood of Jesus stands against you. You have no power over your people or the, over the people of God. So I command you now in the name of Jesus Christ to drop every weapon and flee in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Second Kings, let's go to Second Kings. Second Kings, uh, chapter twenty. I want to look at verses one through six. Do you have that? Number one through six. Second Kings, chapter twenty, verses one through six. It reads like this. All right, do you have it? In those days, was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus says the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Let's go a little further. And it came to pass afore Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came unto him saying turn again and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people thus says the Lord the God of David thy father I have heard thy prayer and I have seen thy tears behold I will heal thee and on the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord I want you to mark my brothers and sisters verse 5 and then I want you to look at verse 6 and verse 7. Mark verse 5. I didn't read verse 6 and 7, but I want you to mark that. Because in verse 7 says, 
And Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. And they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. Now, um, I'm going to talk about that in, in a little more depth. But on tonight, I'm thinking for the encouragement of the people of God. And I want you to know tonight I want to talk about when, when is the time to turn your face to the wall? When is it time to turn your face to the wall? When is it time? Am, am I thinking, I'm thinking, what, when is it time to really ask God for help? And to intercede on our behalf. When is it time? If you can imagine, praise God. Um, and I'm, I want to paint the picture before I paint that. Get you your pen and your paper. Because I want you to study 2 Kings chapter 18 verses 4 through 6. And then I want you to look at Isaiah chapter 36, verses 1 through 39. That's 2 Kings chapter 18, 4 through 6, and Isaiah chapter 36, verse 1 through 39. I, I was looking at Hezekiah and... His physical movements on his bed of affliction. The Bible said that he turned his face towards the wall. And he began to pray and see God. Now, in turning his face towards the wall, his, he turned his back at the same time on the circumstance and situation that he faced. Okay, let's, let's revisit that. The Bible said that he turned in verse 2. The Bible said that he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. My brothers and sisters, he took, Isaiah came with a report that Isaiah said, you need to get your house in order. And that death will surely overtake you as turning his face to the wall. He turned his back to what was spoken. How many times have we faced an unparalleled 
situation in our lives to where it drove us to the place of really seeking God and asking God, Lord, I need you to do something right now. When I looked at his physical move of facing what was told to him and then turning, he had power enough to turn his back and say, Lord, I know you're bigger and better than this before me. And I need you to do something for me. We, we, we face so many obstacles, so many things, so many devastations in our lives that if we have not been there, are you, do you have enough? Do you have, is your track record good enough that you could turn your face to the wall and start praying to God? Now, Hezekiah, uh, it was interesting of some of the few things that he had um, went through, his, his strengths and his accomplishments, my, my, and accomplishments. My brothers and sisters, a lot of your, well, praise God, a lot of your prayer being answered is based on your strengths in God and the things that God has allowed you to accomplish. Well, we know that he was a, a he was a um, religious reformer of the nation of Judah, and his personal relationship had grown. Um, I think history says that he became king when he was 25 years of age. As, as I do a lot of study and, and, and I look at leadership, often I see that God's leadership, he, he uses, he starts people out young. Young, young, young in leadership. And they grow with God. And so in his case, he had a growing relationship to God. My brothers and sisters, when you can tell God and call God to remember your accomplishments in him, that is a powerful brother, sister. Huh? Then we understand that um, he developed a powerful prayer life. How put a, put a pin there? How many of us would have been devastated as from a report that the prophet Isaiah brought? Could you imagine the doctor coming to you and saying? You, do you have a, a living will? Because um, we've done all that we could for you. So get your house in order. 
at devastation that this man of God had. And not only that, but his strength and accomplishments. Also, when you look at uh, Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 1 in the book of Proverbs, in the book of Proverbs, you will, you will find um, his accomplishments. Some, some of his weaknesses that he had is really he showed little interest or wisdom in planning for the future and protecting the others for their to enjoy their spiritual breakthrough. He lived life today without planning for the future. But I, I want you to write this down. Get something, write this down. Write down the past effects your decision and actions for today. Your past affects your decisions and actions for today. Because what you do today is going to turn up in the future. What you prepare right now is going to turn up in the future. But one of his weaknesses is that Hezekiah did not plan for the future. His powerful strengths bought him, and there's a scripture that there's been no, no other one like um, Hezekiah, his prayer life. But he never did plan for the future. But when we, when we look and we do a quick sweep over his life, um, all of his sweeping reform that he had, um, they were really short-lived because they never did take um, anything to preserve the future and what he had done. And his past obedience to God really does not remove his disobedience in the future. What are we talking about? When is the time to turn your face to the wall? Let's, let's dig a little deeper. It's interesting that from his life and what he had really laid out, the success of his life, um, it, it, it really is so powerful, but there's a light that dims that shines a little dimmer when it comes down to preparing for the future. So there were some arguments here, and you can do your research on it. God grants Hezekiah 15 more years. Now, I, I never did find it in the scripture where Hezekiah asked for a particular um, number or amount of life that he would like to live. But God gave him 15 years before Isaiah could leave his home and God heard his prayer. Put a pin in that. My brothers and sisters, the prayer life that this man had, it touched God immediately. 
And before the prophet could leave the room, God had an answer to his prayer. God heard his prayer. And the same person that brought him the decree of his death, get his house in order, the same person that God used to say, listen here, I'm going to give you 15 more years. Now, to make note of that, Hezekiah still was going to die. But it was not in that timing that he had. Now, 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 this is what I wanted to bring to your attention. If you go back to chapter 20, and if you look at, I told you to mark verse 5, all right? And if you notice that God healed him, look at verse 5. Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, thy father. I have heard thy prayer. Mm -hmm. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day, thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. Three days. You're going to go up in the house of the Lord. Now, if you notice verse 7, it really shows you that the lumps of figs did not heal Hezekiah. That's a misunderstanding of the scriptures. The lumps of figs in verse 7, because it reads, and Isaiah said, take a lump of figs, and they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. God healed him before the physical application of the medicine. Take note of that. My brothers, you, you that are sick and afflicted, God will speak the word over your life to heal you. But yet the medicine is yet being applied. Well, you ought to put a praise on it right now. Praise be to God. Uh-huh. God said you're healed. God said you're healed, but go ahead and take and apply the figs. That's why I share and tell everyone, go ahead and take your medication, but yet have a life that you can pray that God will hear you. And the Bible said, look at what the scripture says, God heard him through his tears. Well, put a praise on that, somebody. Even those are things might be, it is so heavy. The turbulence is so much upon your life. Your foundation has been shaken. And the tears will even cloud your vision. But the Bible said this man had a relationship. Why? Because he turned his face to the wall and turned his back on what was told to him. And when he did and turned physically, he turned his body and believed God. That's why he prayed. Well, when are we going to believe God? Turn your back 
to the negativity. Turn your back to the opposition. Turn your back to the report and come on and let's believe God. It's the question tonight. When is it? When is it time to turn your face to the wall? My brothers and sisters, we're living in, we're living in peerless and treacherous times. But let's build a relationship. Let's build a relationship with God. Something else I, I wanted to, to share with you. If, you. if you go with me, praise God, to chapter 19. Go with me to chapter 19. And uh, I want you to look at verse 14 in 2 Kings chapter 19 and verse 14. Do you have it? All right, praise Jesus. Now, the scripture says, and Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. Now, this is prior to him being sick in chapter 20. A great attack of the Assyrian army had threatened the nation. And there was a messenger that came to the people, to Hezekiah and the nation of Israel. And the messenger was spreading negativity, saying that, listen, this, don't believe Hezekiah because your God is not going to deliver you from the king of Assyria. And what this king of, of Assyria wants you to do is to bow down and take down and serve this king. And if you look at this king, this is what the messenger was saying. If you look at what look at the accomplishments of this king, look at how many nations that this king has just uh taken over. A, and brought into captivity the people and said, you're next. You're going to be just like these other nations. And you really believe that this God that Hezekiah is talking about is going to deliver you? No, not so, not so, no. And he tried to turn the people against Hezekiah. But Hezekiah said, don't listen to whatever they have to say. Now, it was a fact that uh, it was a great army and they were boasting in their capabilities and the achievements of these uh, different other warring factors. But they came against our God, the God that we serve, even as I'm speaking. And my brothers and sisters, ain't no demon or devil can stand against the God that we serve. You ought to put a praise on it right now. Whatever your condition is, the circumstance that you are going through, it is no match for the God of the Bible. Come on and put a praise on it. My God is an awesome God. How about 
with you. So let's look at it. Hezekiah receives this letter. And now remember, he has, he's known and he's grown in a relationship with God through his prayer life. How much, how often do we have to remind each and every faith believer about getting a prayer life, having a prayer life, giving that relationship that you can ask God and tell God about what you have accomplished for his work. The Bible says that Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of this messenger. He read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before. I want you to mark 14 and 15. And this is something that um, I've been, uh, actually, this will help you in the future, present and the future. I tell the saints often uh, with letters and different type of correspondence. You can take that letter and lay it before God. Take that letter that you received, the bad news or whatever the situation is, take that letter and bring it and put it on the altar of God and watch God move. The Bible said that Hezekiah took the letter. Well, let's, let me read it to you. I know you're looking at it. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messenger and read it. And Hezekiah went up unto the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwelleth between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone and all of the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. And he, he reads and he's praying now. But he takes the letter. When there's a ill report, a bad report, the relationship between you and God, the question tonight in the lesson, when is it time to turn your face to the wall? I'm turning my face to the wall. And I'm stretching out on the promises of God. But I'm physically turning my back to the situation. Huh? Letting the situation know that it's behind me. God is before us. Even though the thing is real, the problem is real. The situation, the situation is real. The circumstances are real. And I'm not in doubt. I'm, I'm not an ostrich that I'm putting my head in the sand. I believe God. What I'm going to do, I'm going to turn. Come, it's a turn. I'm going to turn my face towards the wall. And I'm going to cry out to God. Before chapter 20 comes in his prayer life 
He takes the letter and he brings it before the Lord and lays it there. And believe it. And go ahead and, and do your um, your study scriptures. You'll find that the Lord delivered. Now, God delivered him out of the hand of this uh, of the Syrian army, and there was a lot of things going on. The messenger was 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 just horrible, and he died. A, um, terrible death. His sons end up killing him. Praise God. And then after this great defeat, the man that we know as Hezekiah goes into this sickness now. Huh? So when we look at, I said earlier, the past affects our decisions and actions that we have today. And these, in turn, will affect the future. So the part of the success of your past will be measured by what you do with it now and how well you use it to prepare yourself for the future. We, we all have some type of weaknesses we all are going to go through something, but he trusted God. He trusted God. And 2 Kings chapter 18, verses 5 through 6, you'll find there was none other like Hezekiah. But let's, let's take it a little further. My brothers and sisters, when we look at relationships, God is constantly pulling at us for more sound relationship between us and God. And how close can we get to God? God is as close to us as our prayer life. Let me repeat that again. If you want to know where God is at, God is just as close to us as our prayer life. Now, God never did say that Hezekiah was not going to die. But the scriptures have shown us that our life can be extended according to our relationship with God. Hmm? Scripture says it's appointed to man to die once and then the judgment. Now, what was the 15 years for? Yes, I know that Hezekiah took the 15 years that was given to him and he messed up with it. And in my thinking, I'm saying, listen, if, if God will grant you an extension of time, how would you use your time? If God would extend the ability for you to get some things done before you really leave this world, how would you spend that time? And, and, and to me, and, and I was thinking, I said, you know what? 
all of the accomplishments of, of Hezekiah and what he did as a king and the way that God noted him in uh, chapter 19, verses 14 and, and, and 15, not only 14, 15 about the letter, but um, in that whole 19 chapter and chapter 20, you'll find the relationship that, that God had um, and he took the extension of his time. And he didn't use it well. That's interesting. You not know God has been so merciful unto us, my brothers and my sisters. God really has been so kind to us and generous that are we really using the time that God has given us rightfully so? Are, are we yet in a place where we were 10, 15 years ago, have our prayer life, has it grown any? If something would happen to us today, God, God forbid, you know, I just had a situation, this happened just, um, um, and some of you have heard my testimony uh, a couple weeks ago that it was really unforeseen that I had to turn on a dime and ask God to intervene. I didn't, I didn't see it coming, but I had a situation just recently that I had to turn my face to the wall and seek God. Now, it was interesting because Hezekiah was on his bed, his deathbed. And God spoke to him on his deathbed and spoke life on his deathbed. The things that we see, the things that we look at that might seem is a dead situation. But I want you to know tonight, my brothers and sisters, when you have built up your prayer life and if you look at the prayer of Hezekiah, he prayed to God and reminded God what he did for God. And it didn't take a long time. Do you not know that God remembers when everybody else forgets? And we have the ability just like Hezekiah. And I have a question for you tonight. Another question. Are you in a place to where you can turn your face to the wall and cry out to God on how you serve God? See, my brothers and sisters, there's a, a, a lot that is going on in Christendom. And there's a lot of our faith brothers and sisters are doing a lot of things. But really, is it a God movement? Is it a God thing? Some things we're doing is just for us. But when we are physically matured in growing the kingdom for God, when you are fulfilling your assignment, and do you, do you well, praise God, do you know the greatest thing 
the greatest thing that an individual can have in this world is to know your purpose in your life. And not only know your purpose, but have a passion for the things of God. My brothers and sisters, you can look through the text, not only the text that we're dealing with tonight, go throughout the scriptures. It's woven in there. Those that have been, that are sold out to the Lord. God just does not grant this move of him upon anybody. Huh? A lot of people say that they're praying. But you know when you're praying, when God will answer your prayer. Help me say just like that. It was not a hesitation. So what am I saying? What Hezekiah was saying on his deathbed was the truth. And it moved God that God would grant unto him. And it is a powerful thing to understand and know that God will hear your cry even when the circumstances seem like is at the least in your life. Some of the least things, some, some of the, the times when it seems like that nothing is going right. You are maybe at the lowest point of your life. But the relationship has it grown between you and God to where my brothers and sisters, whatever the thing may come your way, whatever it is, can you ask God and petition God and cry out to God for help? God does not hear everyone's prayer. God does not hear a prayer when it's selfish. Well, Brother Pastor, what you say? I, I, I hear you talking to me. Well, wasn't this a selfish prayer that he prayed to God? Well, let me answer your question. This prayer that he prayed to God was a prayer of a servant's. This is what you call a servant's prayer. A servant's prayer is never a selfish prayer. I want you to write that down. See, when you have a heart for God, when you are a servant of God, your prayer is not a selfish prayer. It's a prayer of a servant's prayer. Why? Hezekiah did the work. He's a servant of God. Well, praise Jesus. And my brothers and sisters, when we arise to the occasion where it's not about us, but it's about the things of God and advancing the kingdom of God, you become and you are a servant of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And God with his mercy, God with his power, God's ear is always leaned to the voice of his servants. Huh? If you're a servant of God, that's a cue for you to put a praise on it. Come on and praise God right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. The Bible said that this is a 
his sickness. And not only his sickness, but a prophetic word came through his sickness. Huh? Yes. Prophecy came to Hezekiah in the midst of his sickness. Now, if you notice, God moves him. Let's look at the account here. Hezekiah, he's sick unto death. He's laying on his deathbed. And God sends a word. Preparation. Make preparation for you leaving this earth. Make preparation to leave. But with that, he's on his bed, his deathbed. And uh, what does he want to accomplish on his deathbed? Like any of us, Lord, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I, I don't want to die. Is it? I have, I want to do more for you. I believe that there's more in me to get done. We know the scripture is appointed to man to die once and then the judgment. So death is going to take all of us. But what I love and like about this, God's extension in his life. Now, my brother and sister, if, listen to me. If, if God can extend your life, hmm, it shows you again. How powerful that God is. The Bible said that God sent his word and his word healed them. That was out of chapter 20 and verse 5. Huh? Isaiah, before he went out to that middle court and before he left his house, go back. My servant had reached me. His prayer. You know, the scripture says, and we, we've quoted it, we, 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 we've shared it so many times, the uh, factual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We need God to move. We want God to move. We want God to move now. God tells, God tells a sick man to get up. God tells a man that's about to die to get up off your deathbed. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm assigned. Now, now, now watch me now. Well, praise Jesus. Well, watch this. I am assigned to this case. I am assigned to this destruction. I am assigned to this deathbed. But God told him to get up off of your deathbed. Hmm? The thing that we may feel is holding us from reaching the place where we want to get to. Is no match for God. This man is sick. 
He's so sick that the poison has went through his body and it's just a matter of a short time that he will no longer be the king. But he turns. I keep putting emphasis on because I, I want you to understand. He turned from the place of agony. He turned from what he saw was reality. Huh? The reality set in because the prophet came to him and said, get your house in order, you're going to die. It was a reality. Everything added up to the closing of his life. That was the reality. But help me say this man, this man that was a servant of God, even in the face of reality, and reality says, you're going to die. Now, watch me now. He didn't refuse to die, but he wanted to seek the Lord. So what was reality? Hezekiah took reality and he took reality to God. Did you hear what I said? This man took the reality of the death sentence to God. He didn't say that I'm not going to die. He says, I'm going to give this thing over to God. Uh? And so his physical turning meant he wasn't in denial. He just said, I'm going to take this to the Lord in prayer. Somebody put a praise on it for me. Praise God. When's the last time, hallelujah, that you took that thing to God? He didn't say that it wasn't true. He didn't, Hezekiah did not tell Isaiah, man, that's not true. God wouldn't do me like this. But what he did, he took what was told to him and took it to God. And so when he turned, huh? When he turned, he put his back to it. You know what? I was thinking, well, praise God, and this is this is this is his pastor clay. I just want you to understand the Bible is 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 um living the word. I want you to live the word. Live the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word means, praise God, that you can take the things to God. Huh? Do you not know that, my brothers and sisters, that the aim in the lesson tonight is when we can, when we have complete dependence on God. You will have amazing results. When you have complete dependence upon God, you will reap amazing results. 
This was amazing. You know what, I, uh, why, brother Pastor? Why, why was why was it so amazing? It was um, it was so amazing because Hezekiah never denied that he was sick. He never denied the report. He didn't fight with it. He he didn't go through the the um, the mental anguish of trying to figure this thing out. When he received the word, he took it to God. Who else could help him? The king, the prophet of God, comes to him. Well, remember the prophet. Now, watch me now. The prophet is a mouthpiece of God. So the prophet comes to the king, tells the king is over with. You're about to die. And just get your house in order. Just, you know, I've given, I've given you time. Watch me now. Praise God. I have given you time to get your house in order before I take you out of here. Hezekiah said, I'm going to take this thing to God. Wait a minute. God sent the word. So with the sentence here, of this physical sickness in his body. It was a physical sickness in his body that poisoned his body or was poisoning his body for him to leave here. So how was he going to die? He was going to die from a physical sickness. Oh, my God. Hallelujah, Jesus. But Hezekiah said, I'm going to turn my face. Mm. I'm going to turn my face to the wall. If you notice and from, do you, do you recall, praise Jesus, and you, you that are, are, are um, listening to me tonight, do you remember when, when, when Daniel prayed he had opened up his windows to the east and he prayed to God. Often those, the Jewish, the Jews, would they would turn to the east and pray to the Lord. You know, pray to God. Hezekiah, I believe when he turned, he turned not in embarrassment. I don't think he even turned in weakness. Now watch me now. What he did on his, and I, I, got, to, I got to close because I'm, I, I, I just, I, I feel this lesson tonight. Hezekiah shifts his position. How long had he been Laying in the place the where Isaiah found him. I don't know. I can't tell you. I, I don't know how long. But when the report came, he repositioned himself. All of this 
amounts to something. I don't care what condition that you're in. I don't care how long you've been laying there. I don't, I don't care how long you've had it. I don't care how much damage that it has, uh, has occurred. If you just shift yourself and put yourself in another position, Hezekiah repositioned himself. And when he repositioned himself, he talked to God. Now for God to respond as quick as he did, I told you that his strength was one of his strengths. There was four areas in his life that he 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 was um, his strength and his accomplishments. One of them was he was he had developed a powerful prayer life. I proved that to you out of chapter nineteen when he had the letter from the enemy. He takes the letter and puts it on the altar and prays, and God hears him. And delivers a nation. Now he's attacked in his body. Look at it. The people attacked. He's in leadership. He's been threatened. He told the people don't believe what the enemy is telling you. What represents the enemy. But God, he's going to take it to God. And God, he physically takes the letter. He physically takes the letter. Lays it on the altar. And praise to God. After 20, now the man's afflicted in his body. I don't know. He could have had that same affliction while he was going through with the people and the nation and the Assyrian um, leadership and the military for the destruction of the people if they had not surrendered. They did not surrender. He goes back to God and now He's sick unto death. But he, re, he repositions himself. My brothers and sisters, tonight, I just, have, just want to ask you a question. When is the time to turn your face to the wall? It's time for you. I believe it's time. Well, praise God. I believe, my brothers and sisters, it's time for you to he positioned yourself. He wasn't in denial. Because why? God sent the word to the prophet. So he wasn't in denial. But he took and repositioned himself. And what was spoken, he said, now God, this is me. This is what I've done for you. God heard that man's prayer. If he had not repositioned himself, he would have died with that disease in his body. And the scripture said that God healed him and told him, you're going to be healed. I'm going to give you 15 more days. And in three days, you're going, you're going up to, into the Lord's house. Then after that, it said they, meaning, I don't know. It said they, scripture said they, that um, could have been Hezekiah and Isaiah. Now remember, Hezekiah's on, on his deathbed. God told him to get up. God told him to get up off his deathbed. 
Some of us want to hold on to our deathbeds, whatever they may be. But the Lord said, get up. Huh? Get up. And that's what he did. A man that was destined to die, a man that was sick unto death, get up. I don't know if you can hear me tonight, but I'm saying, oh, praise God, get up. Get up now, whatever that situation, get up. If it's spoken over your life, get up. Turn your face to the wall. How long is it going to take you to seek the Lord? How long is it going to take you? Huh? When is it time to turn your face to the wall? Are you tired of being tired? Are you sick of being sick? When is it time to turn your face to the wall? I pray you got some of the lesson tonight, my brothers and sisters. God did it again. When is the time to turn? Maybe you're in a situation now. Do you think it's time now to turn your face to the wall? Huh? And seek the Lord. Is your relationship, is your prayer life, is your prayer life strong enough to tell God, Lord, I did this. I did that. And his prayer was not a selfish prayer. His prayer was a prayer of a servant. I got to close. I got to leave you. Let me remind you one more thing. Do you remember when God called Moses home? All he said, he didn't bring up all of his accomplishments. He didn't uh, 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 bring up any of the things that he had did. He didn't even talk about his bio. All he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Five words. Let us be found being a servant of God. And when these things come against us, the question at night again, when is the time to turn your face to the wall? Take it to the Lord in prayer. If you stood for God and you're standing for God and you've been doing the work of God, I want you to know that you can get a prayer through. I got to close out. Got a couple of minutes yet. Do you not know that Hezekiah did not even have the baptism in the Holy Ghost? We have more than what Hezekiah had. Hezekiah didn't have the baptism in the Holy Ghost. We have those that have sought the Lord and are filled with the Holy Ghost. We that are baptized in him have power. And ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, my God, today. So when you're in a situation, the question is tonight, when is the time for you to turn your face towards the wall? Can I pray for you? Lord, tonight, I love you and I thank you. I thank you for the life of Hezekiah, God, what you did for him. And how when death was spoke over his life, God, he turned his face towards the wall and prayed. God, you heard his prayer and gave him 15 more years. God, tonight, someone, God, needs extension. Somebody needs that strength tonight. Somebody is lacking. They need a great move of you in their life. God, they're turning their face towards the wall and they're turning their back on the situation. 
believe in you going to do it. Will you do that tonight for that brother, for that sister? In the master's name of Jesus, I want to thank you for your word tonight. And I want to thank you for the hearers of your word. And God, we believe you and we trust you now and we love you. In Jesus' name, praise God. Thank God for each and everyone that have stopped by to see us tonight. Don't forget to live the word. Living the word with Pastor Clay. God bless you. May the Lord smile upon you. Be blessed of God.